Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's Saturday. I feel like I'm walking around in circles because I've got such a blocked ear. I thought I'd share that with you straight from the off. So if I can't hear you, and I'm doing that a lot, it's because I can't hear you. Oh, God, have you got a blocked ear, Dina? Oh, Dina's got a blocked ear. Anyone else here got a blocked ear? Come on, hands up if you've got blocked ear. Ear, ear. Good morning, everyone. Morning, if you're listening on podcast, this is the Saturday Papers. Have a little trawl through the papers. Last week, obviously, it was the uh, the tsunami of uh, Russell Brand. And Russell Brand has been busy again. Clearly, a Friday night is his night for recording his messages and, and what have you and all that sort of stuff. How are we all? How is everyone? It's a beautiful, beautiful, crisp, sunny morning here. And uh, as you probably guessed, we're a bit later with the Saturday papers. Curly Cooks is coming at 11. I think it's a Betty-themed Curly Cooks today. So um, I think we're going to be serving Betty up on a platter, which is going to be fantastic. Did I see someone's on a train? Uh, Claire Cummins, I've COVID and both my ears are blocked and painful. I've not only had blocked ears, I've been dizzy. I mean, I've felt nauseous and vertigo-y. What's going on? Um, Sarah Withington, you've heard your show. Let's all share our aches and pains, shall we? It's quite nice on a Saturday morning. You come downstairs, you moan and groan, we, and we share our, we share our aches and pains. Mine's my right ear. I'm feeling dizzy. Um, someone else just said, uh, Sarah Withington, you've hurt your shoulder. You've got a TINS machine on it. Lexical, I'm coming to London. Great day for it. What are you doing in London, Lexical? What's it a great day for? Bad knee, says Sadie C. Natasha Milchin, only woke up to watch you. Jill Knight, I currently have vertigo. That's it. Hazel Malbon, bad back. Edward Bevington says, inner ear, maybe. Uh, Lior, going for coffee. If anyone wants to put, oh, maybe on, to put their order in, I'll have an oat milk cappy wappy woo. Mine's my knees after dancing the Swanwich Music Festival, Deborah Holdsworth. I've run the half marathon at Swanwich twice. Is that, is that attached to the same festival? I don't know. Um, Who's that? Oh, Claire LC. I've got my coffee and a Mars bar. I'm good. You've got a Mars bar. Wow, I haven't had a Mars bar for years. In fact, the last Mars I had was a Mars ice cream. How do they get them to that place where they crunch on the outside perfectly? The caramel is just, just astonishingly smooth and salty. And the whole thing feels like a Mars bar, but isn't a Mars bar. How do they do that? Flat white, says Bonnie Delaney. Uh, Lorna Stewart has L4 and L5 discs pressing on my central nervous system. Bloody hell, that sounds agony, Lorna. Jesus. Nothing like a slip disc, is there? Mars bar at 9.30 a.m. That is a treat, Nicola Randall. Absolute, absolute treat. Okay, so I'm going to now play you... um, What was I going to say? Uh, I'm going to play you a video by Russell Brand. He was online again last night and he uploaded a film uh, entitled Simply So. So shall we have a listen? It's the first we've heard from him since obviously this weird whacked out week um, of allegations, accusations, documentaries, evidence, all that kind of stuff. Is there evidence? Well, there is evidence. There's evidence certainly of the flashing story that we talked about yesterday. Um, so should we have a listen to, let's have a quick listen to him. Mm. I watched that last night. 
Um, Stature says, let me pop these up. Uh, What do you think of that, guys? Avoidance and distraction using the own methods he's called others out for. What a hypocrite. Hi, Nanny Dye. You're in the room. It's lovely to have you here. Um, Claire Cummins, don't you think he's so egocentric, whether he's guilty or not? The fact that he thinks he's so influential that the government want to shut him up. His reach isn't as big as he thinks. Um, Bonnie Delaney, this was predictable. Um, Elliot Gonzalez, an insult to his alleged victims, shifting focus and only wants to grow his following further. He's clearly, I mean, he's having, he's feeling he has to pivot platforms, doesn't he? Because uh, YouTube sort of shut down his uh, monetization. Um, MeTube, support me to build my court costs, in inverted commas. Uh, Mel, a very bizarre response video. I must admit, I kept being tugged to the appalling low-key lighting in the bottom frame, bottom of right of the shop, didn't you? It was kind of terrible. Um, uh, Reese Roberts, it sounds like he's got cotton mouth, dry mouth, which is an often indication of nervousness and deceit. Interesting. Uh, Catherine Cronin, he can keep his voice on YouTube. He just won't get paid. What's important here, Russ? Um, yeah, I mean, the problem with it all is, is that he sort of indicates what a difficult week it's been for him. And there's absolutely no indication of how it's potentially been a, a most awful, not just week, but period of time for a number of other people. Um, you know, as for me, you know, as as the cases that start to come through, like the one yesterday, which is uh, a feature in some of the some of the newspapers, uh, the the one where he flashed this woman uh, or placed his appendage on his hand in front of a woman at. Um, at her BBC offices in Los Angeles, and then went on the radio and sort of talked about this. That kind of detail does make you worry about, well, if this is what was happening, you know, in front of our eyes, quite literally, what? how can we in any way even begin to surmise or gather what was going on behind him? Um, Nanny Dai, only thing he can talk about is general corporate corruption and not his own. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, he won't get paid on YouTube, but he needs a livelihood too, Danielle. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why he's pivoting across there. I mean, he, when I saw it last night, I was kind of struck by how unrattled he looked. I know that you're saying, Reese, that perhaps his mouth was dry. I thought thought he looked particularly sort of unfazed or, you know, I mean, he had a lot of time to sort of regain his composure for a sort of, what was it, a sort of three-minute clip. Um, But it doesn't move the debate on. I mean, I, I, you know, I think it very much is preaching to the converted. It's preaching to his, his, his base. Um, he's wanting to maintain, obviously, that this is a deep step. The, the problem with the deep state mainstream media is putting Russell Brand aside, we have a massive problem in this country with the mainstream media. I mean, we have a massive problem. And so it's always anno- it's more annoying that perhaps one of the most articulate um, critics of that mainstream, mainstream media kind of construct is someone who now clearly... Uh, has so many questions to answer around which there's so much ambiguity and ambivalence around his behavior that was already ambivalent and ambiguous on screen. So it's it's there's a kind of sighing frustration that we'll never be able to know if the mainstream media have some much bigger, darker agenda, because if his behavior is bad enough, that's going to be the focus. And so it should be necessarily regardless of what the mainstream media is about. I do think, as a country, we have a problem in our mainstream media about appetite to pursue certain stories and not. I think we can look at that in a number of high-profile recent public cases. 
Um, you know, the papers are willing to give airtime to some people, apologize for others, you know, take their foot off the gas with others and press down the accelerator on others. And so I think there is an issue. I mean, James O'Brien again yesterday on the radio was talking once again. He said, you know, we can all sit here and say that this mainstream media, uh, you know, sort of, you know, mindset and kind of control games of, of, you know, the papers dictate who get into power. They do. It's, you can't. It's, it's called propaganda. It's 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 the media. It's what the media does. It's why it's so valuable. It's why it's so important. So we can't pretend that if the vast majority of our mainstream press is extraordinarily right wing and involved in a culture war of sorts, trying to kind of diminish and marginalise, um, you know, free thinking on all sides. I don't mean in one, on one side or the other. It discussion. It's frustrating that that's being conflated into this because it means that a lot of people will, in a sense, run into the arms of the mainstream media. And that's, you know, how much of that we're, we're going to find out, aren't we, as more evidence comes forward. This is, this is a problem of Russell Brand's making in terms of his behavior. Um, and it's just frustrating. It's frustrating because there aren't enough. I'd put James O'Brien as one of the very few people I hear on any platform who rationally, reasonably, and in intelligently tries to deconstruct in an unsensational manner and in a meaningfully constructive and understandable and digestible fashion just how controlled we are by the mainstream media in this country. It's frightening. It is actually frightening. But now someone who I never listened to or watched, I, I, did, I mean, I agree with a number of you here about... Um, it's debatable as to how much influence and what his reach actually is. And absolutely, what about the victims, Anne Murray? You know, there are victims, alleged victims, alleged victims involved, though, as the stories come through and we can directly connect behaviour to testimony, and I really do think that this LA uh, flashing, him then talking about it on the radio is important because it's the one example at the moment I think we have where we have demonstrable evidence, testimony, and admission of an actual act, then, um, then you know, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, the Dan Wooden story, is it, strong, is it strong evidence of influence? You know, how integrated is it all at the top? Who's pulling what lever? Who's doing what in amongst all of these kind of newspapers and broadcasters and what have you? So, um, it's, you know, so... <laughs> That will be for any alleged victim who feels they are a victim of his abuse. That will be the most almost pathological address because it has zero compassion or acknowledgement of anything. Um, and for those who believe in his particular brand, no pun intended, of deep state control, um, this will be seen as yet further evidence uh, and proof of what he's saying. Um, for me, I never listened to him in the first place. But from when you, when you do dip in and, and every now and then you see something, you think, oh, well, what a shame. He's clearly got a very, 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 uh, you know, sharp brain. And, you know, I, 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 we just need more James O'Briens. That's what we need. We need more people challenging the mainstream, um, but not doing it in a kind of prurient fashion, if you know what I mean. Um, lexical. No one is just one thing. He could be absolute. Oh, this is all. Oh, sorry, I put the wrong one up. Uh, no one is just one thing. He could be absolutely right about mainstream media and absolutely wrong in his behavior. Entirely agree. But I don't agree with preemptively treating him as guilty. Well, uh, I hear what you're saying. And I think there was no questioning 
of whether those victims or alleged victims in the documentary were talking the truth or were alleged victims. My concern, I think our concern, and I think a, a number of people I know's concerns around the documentary was, did it need more evidence to really make the, you know, to create the right impact around the story rather than actually kind of not quite being able to get us there. I know there's talk about the texts and what have you, but again, you need to be able to check the digital data and all of that. And of course it's screenshots and, you know, there's all that side of it. You know, again, I keep going back to this and it's going to come up in some of the stories I'm looking at. I I do think this story in LA is significant. I do, I, I really do, because you're looking at, you're looking at act, testimony, victim of act confirmed, not an alleged victim in that instance, because he then goes on the radio and says he did it. So there you go. Um, so there we go. There we go. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to roll. It's going to rumble. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I did think it was, I thought it was odd. I thought it was odd that there was no, no further reference to it at all, but he will have been, presumably he will have been legaled. Um, Anyway, but looking at other headlines, let's have a look at the front of the papers. So the, the front of the Guardian, next generation may be banned, not banned from smoking. What do you think of this, guys? <laughs> Talking of which, let's go to the mainstream media <laughs> and let's see what they say. Well, well, you could argue that the Guardian is one of the very, very few alongside the mirror, but the mirror is useless. Uh, sort of, you know, n- you know, left wing, left leaning, left leaning papers. Um, next generation may be banned from, from smoking. People born after 2009 would never be able to buy cigarettes. Now, apparently this is something that any, any Kiwis here, New Zealanders, this is something that's already been introduced to New Zealand, where what happens is year on year, the age of being able to buy cigarettes is pushed back and gets older and older and older. So it's, you're sort of squeezing out the population. Um, Obviously, anyone over that age can, but I guess, I guess this is just a way of increasingly marginalising smoking. I'm all for this. I know there's a lot of people that used to when they talked about like stopping smoking in pubs. Do you remember they, there'd be people like Nigel Farage who, when they when they spoke, to, tobacco and nicotine came out of their nostrils. Do you remember? I mean, Nigel Farage feels like a walking cigarette. Don't know about anyone else. But do you remember when there was that moment when they said, right, we're not going to smoke in pubs, it's going to be banned, and people come out going, it's my free will, it's my right, you know, I want to, yeah, fine, okay, of course it is. Um, It was the hardest thing I've ever given up, smoking, bloody hard to give up. So I think anything like this is great. I think this is a good idea. I I, I don't, this is part of Rishi Rishi Sunak obviously went off and dropped some acid. And he's come back with about 65,000 different ideas. No, more seriously, he's coming up with ideas to try and win the election. Um... So I, I, I think this is a good idea. And I think also, yeah, precisely, Annealing, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think vapes should be included. We're, the vape situation, how we've managed to sort of sleepwalk into this vape catastrophe, I've got no idea whatsoever. And I also think that, you know, anything that takes the pressure off the NHS is a good thing. Um, and here's, here's another. This is also in the Sun Cigarette Ban for Next Generation. Shock pla- ban plan drawn up in number 10. Under 18s will grow up never being allowed to smoke. Well, of course, never being allowed to smoke isn't never being allowed to smoke. It's never being allowed to buy cigarettes. So there could be a strong argument that this will simply drive it all underground and all that kind of stuff. But um, Sarah Witherington, vapes are the new Alco Pops. You're absolutely right. When you, you walk past someone, there's a sort of cherry smell and you go, oh, what's happened here? Um, uh, the youth will still get their fix, says Joni. Absolutely right. Um 
Hey, Ellery Jones says, Shell. Uh, Catherine Cronin, it worries me when I see so many of my students vape. You can smoke at 16 in Switzerland and they still advertise it here. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't think they'll be introducing this in places like Italy. I think they're keen smokers, aren't they, in Italy? They sort of smoke all the bloody time. They have a, I saw a guy once with a cigarette in his ear serving in a, in a restaurant with a cigarette in his ear. He sort of lodged it there because he's so desperately wanted to smoke it. So anyway, so yeah, cigarette ban. Uh, the police have released a new photograph of Sara Sharif in her hijab. Um, these are new images which they've released to show how she may have looked and more likely could have looked in the, in the run-up to her death. Obviously, uh, her father, stepmother and uncle have been arrested, uh, accused of her, her murder. She was tragically found, I believe, just under sort of blankets on a bunk bed, wasn't she? Uh, but there's been a lot of talk, actually, we talked about it too, um, about the the photograph that was circulating, you know, she had makeup on and what have you. So there was that image, presume it was maybe a party or something like that. And then there's, of course, uh, these these new images that the police have released, obviously, uh, wanting people to kind of come forward and talk about, I guess, how she appeared in, in public, if she appeared in public. Morning, everybody. Hi, guys. I've been watching you upstairs while I was getting ready. Have you? Yeah. Ah. Hi, everybody. How are you? How are you Mainstream doing? media bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah. You're right. Just want to say hello. Yeah. What, did you, what did you think of Russell's curious sort of? <sighs> um, well, you know, I mean, it's important that we say again that he strongly denies all accusations. Okay, I'll come get you. Um, but I found it. I mean, he, like you said, he'll definitely have been legal mm. not to say anything. So mm. he couldn't say, no. you know, obviously it's been a hard week for the victims as well. Well, because if he legal. acknowledges it. If he, he acknowledges um, it in any way. Yeah. But I agree with people. You know, it's not the shutdown of free speech because he can still talk on YouTube. It mm. is the monetization mm. of that. And... He's been earning what twenty a fortune every week. He's not he's not down on his uppers, and this is another way of earning money. I think it was a call out to mm. earn to earn money in a different way. I think he's just pivoting his follow his yeah, followership over I, to Rum. Was it Rumble? Rumble. I mean, they may well shut him down as well there. So I think it was an appalling thing to do at this point. Yeah, I do too. I think he shouldn't have done anything because it said, "I want the money." And yeah. he shouldn't have done that if he really passionately believes in free speech. Continue the free speech on the channel that he's been on. Mm. That's what I think. There you go. The, the, the lady um, hath spoken. Um, this is a curious story that's popped back up in the press. Look at this. On the front of the mirror, they've, they're leading with this on the front page. Murder at the rock star's party. Does anyone remember this whole Pete Doherty, uh, the, the, the actor who fell to his death from a block of flats? And there was that whole sort of inquiry or case with, you know, there was a row and in what conditions. This is this is the headline. FBI expert claims actor who died after balcony fall was thrown. Nads, could you grab me another coffee, babe? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, just the, the, the um the uh, whatever the whatever the nut one is, yeah. Thanks. Um yeah, so th I thought this was a surprising story to see resurrected. Um this is the suggestion that the victim was thrown off. Mark Bianco's or Blanco's mum, Sheila, has faced a 17-year battle, 17 years for justice. Um, the 30-year-old fell from the second floor of a block of flats after a bust-up with the Libertine Star in December 2006, and the case remains unresolved. And that photograph in the middle there, where it says fleeing, that is a shot of Pete Doherty fleeing the scene, footage shown on CCTV. 
Do you remember that? It's a weird story, wasn't it? Anyway, I mean, the mirror running with that. So I don't know. Again, it's that sort of, you know, to what extent do they know something they really know something? Um, here's the papers sort of rapidly pulled together coverage of Joe, uh, Joe Brand, of Russell Brand's, um, oh, I think there's someone at the door, uh, Russell Brand's video last night. Deluded brand post vid all about the deep state. Um, you've got that. Lots of discussions this week about it isn't illegal for a man of 31 to date a girl of 16, but it is immoral, says Rika Johnson in The Sun. What was the phrase that Philip Schofield used? It was misguided, but not illegal. I'm curious that we're, we're sort of like in this in this curious situation where people are even having to say that, I think, in and of itself is a little bit telling. Misguided, but not illegal. Oh, something so hideous about that, that statement, just as there is about this. This is absolutely hideous. This whole story around uh, Russell Brand and this girl. Uh, will this clip, this is, and again, I can't believe for the second week running, I'm in agreement with Platel. Can you believe this? Um, is it Amanda Platel's her name? Um, will this clip from Brand's own show be what finally sinks him? This is why I think this is important. This is the clip again uh, around the L.A. Uh, BBC building, uh, you know, flashing story. So, so um, Anne-Marie Anne Shellard asks a really good question. Who made the age of consent? A man. No offence to the great men out there. Uh, yeah, it was established in 1835 or thereabouts uh, when women's life expectancy was 40-something. So there we go. Uh, Brand thanks supporters for questioning sex assault claims. Um, so this is, you know, obviously all the papers kind of covering covering that story. And there's a shot of him again uh, with, with no clothes on. Um, big, th big thing, big thing for him. Um, this is the story. British actress Sue Singer over detention of children. British actress Sophie Turner. You may know her from Game of Thrones. This is the story regarding um, their split up and custody. The kids are over in America. Um, she's describing it as a sort of abduction. Um, and this goes to the heart. I think Nads talked about it yesterday. This goes to the heart of how difficult it is as the non, I hate you saying non-present because you are as present as you're allowed to be as an absent parent sometimes. I mean, lots of absent parents haven't got vague Scooby-Doo of interest. But when you have got an interest, it's perverse, isn't it? That you, you know, you're, you're, you're described as absent. So, you know, this is the story of, you know, obviously UK, US, access. How do, how do they work that? How do they work all of this? It's quite, you know, it's, it's becoming quite, quite dark and twisted and horrible. But I think as Nadia quite rightly said yesterday, this can happen in this country too. Lots of families get split, you know, people move as far as possible and then it really disrupts the kind of balance of access and what have you. Um, but yeah, that's the, again, the story of Sophie Turner has sued her former partner for the wrongful detention of their two young daughters in the US. Wow, wow, wow. Um, this here, just uh, in the papers yesterday, I mean, it wasn't, this doesn't come as a surprise, but I don't know if you remember the actor, Angus Cloud from Euphoria. Uh, the coroner has confirmed that he died from an accidental overdose of cocaine, fentanyl, and other substances, um, which again is just tragically fentanyl. Fentanyl, man. Fentanyl. What a, it's a scumbag drug, isn't it? Now, this story is important. 
And mum, this could work for you. This could work for Betty. This could have worked for Nanny Thelma. This is AI that can predict the likelihood of older people suffering falls. I think this could be very useful. Predicting falls using AI could help cut the number of falls, obviously. Um, a fall prediction AI platform by Sarah takes information about patients logged by carers on a smartphone app. Based on the, Sophie Turner is an actress from Game of Thrones. Based on the information, the visiting carer can then ensure the patient is hydrated, paths to the toilets are clear, etc., etc. Uh, instead of turning up at someone's door and seeing them on the floor, they know days in advance. AI can predict falls. What about that? Hey? Which is why I kind of then put this story next, because someone needs to predict something for this poor chap. Because poor old sleepy Joe, as, they, as, as Trump called him, Joe Biden, he keeps being rolled out in front of people and he doesn't bless him. No, really, I don't mean it in a horrible way, but he genuinely doesn't seem to know what he said the minute before. So when I hear a story, this is, is it, okay, here's a case in point, right? So apparently a story broke this morning. I was listening to it on my deaf ear as I, I got up and got the papers uh, saying Joe, Bi it started with President Joe Biden has. And I thought, oh, my God, he's, he's fallen out of bed. He's made a mistake. He's done something. And it said has signed off a deal. I think I think for the longest ranged missiles yet to supply Ukraine with. I think Ukraine can almost almost hit the Russian border. We're in a bit of a dangerous situation if the first thing I heard was President Biden has, and I thought, he's going to have made another gaffe. He's signing off long-range missiles everywhere, and he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. This is, as someone said yesterday, did someone call it elder abuse, is it? Um, because this is not about poking fun, but this is a genuine cause for concern, because he's wanting to run again for presidency. President's age has Democrats fretting after another slip-up from Sleepy Joe. Um, I hate it already, says Nanny Dai. I don't want a little friend. Ha ha. I feel sorry for Joe Biden. Oh, you're talking about the AI, the AI predictor. Uh, so sad he was allowed to run in the first place, says Natasha Milton. Sorry, but there should be an age limit. Um, Catherine Cronin, meanwhile, makes this observation. If you melded all the last white president's faces together, you'd get Biden's face. <laughs> I love your way of thinking. There you go. That is a photo fit of George W. Bush, George Bush, um, uh, Reagan, uh, Clinton. You're right. It's like a mutt. You, you wouldn't need Mount Rushmore. You just need one big blob of head um uh oh sorry lily rose brown maybe the wording around ai needs to change i.e we can predict a fall using ai if we talk about ai like it's an identity we could get a problem i think that's what i think that's what nanny died doesn't like she doesn't want a little friend it's not going to be like a little friend mom like standing alongside you going you're about to fall over uh, nanny die <laughs> i mean imagine how small a little friend it would have to be to be standing alongside you mom so yeah there you go there's the uh democrats word look at this Go and check your, go quickly, go and check your, uh, your loft. Uh, a John Constable, yeah, Constable painting, uh, which was missing for 44 years, turned up in a terraced house, and it's just sold for a quarter of a million. Wow. 
it was discovered hanging in a dark corner of a dining room in Guernsey. So when you go round to check on your nans to make sure they're not falling over, maybe just pull a magnifying glass and have a look at that sort of watercolour on the wall. You never know, it might be a, might be a constable. But don't be a constable, just, just see if there is a constable. Not in our loft. Oh, you see our loft. Oh, you wait until you see our loft. Um, it says, schools can now ignore people's gender choices. Lots of confusion over this. You know, if a, if a child in the class says he's a she, then they can self-determine there and then. But now, now the Equality and Human Rights Commission are saying that uh, schools will no longer be breaking the law if they refuse to refer to children by their chosen name or gender. Um, bedlam, I think, in this area. Bedlam. It, not, what, no one knows what to do. Literally, I think no one knows what to do. And I think the more that people just threw their hands in the air and go, what the hell do we do with this? We don't know what we're doing. Everyone's, we don't want to insult anyone. We're all making mistakes. What the fuck's going on? I think everyone needs to sit down and have a, you know, a, a good proper cold hard look in the, in the mirror and, and chat with each other. Uh, go long haul if you want a real holiday bargain. Basically, the idea here is uh, so-called cheap getaways or med deals or, you know, uh, package deals. Uh, are they're, they're going up in value? They're going up in cost all the time. Whereas what they're saying here is, um, the post office's annual long haul holiday report found that you get more for your money if you travel to places like Vietnam, Chile, and Kenya. Um, you'd find a Tracy Emin in our basement, says Catherine Cronin. Oh, blimey! I, I worked with someone years ago who she discovered she had a very young Francis Bacon painting, which then went on to sell for I think. A million or millions or lots. A long haul, better for the environment too. Yeah, none of that sort of taking off and, and landing stuff. Well, you have to take off and land. Diner fakes heart attacks to escape restaurant bills. Bloody hell. Imagine going to this effort. A Lithuanian expat has been arrested for a 20th time in Spain after repeatedly... He didn't fake a heart attack once. He repeatedly faked a heart attack to avoid paying restaurant bills. Uh, he's targeted businesses across Alicante, replicating an audacious technique that's perplexed police. Arriving well-dressed to avoid suspicion, the expat would order paella, have two expensive whiskies, and then leave without paying. And then when stopped, he would have a heart attack. He'd return to his hotel and pretend he had a heart attack. Christ almighty. Joni, your school was named after Francis Bacon. That's so cool. Wow. That's an idea, says Natasha Milchin. That's dedication, says my little peonies. You must be quite a good actor to have got away with it 20 times. Jackie Valino tempting fate. <gasps> the wolf that screams twice. Was it the wolf that, was it, what's it called? When you, what's it called when you, you scream wolf? It's when you've screamed wolf too many times. Um, this woman here standing next to this brick wall. No, she's not a bricklayer. How, Nadia will be up for this, how five-minute exercise snacking is helping me get fit. You don't need to do 25, 35, 45, one-hour workouts like I'm going to do later. You can do micro-workouts. Quick, like a, here, we've got five of them here. They're calling it exercise snacking. The boy that cries wolf. Thanks, Anne-Murray. Quick body weight circuit. Stretch it out. Staircase intervals. Run or walk up and down flight of stairs for a few minutes. Office exercises incorporate exercises such as chair squats. We were getting Teddy to do this last night. Teddy did about 35 press-ups and then did a double back pike, pike somersault. I was staggered. I didn't see it coming at all. Neither did the girls. 
but he was he just he just kind of chucked it down and just like went yeah you know I do that on a Friday every week. Um, oh look at this I like this. Larry's no mouse in scraps with PM's dog. Uh, Larry the Downing Street cat uh, doesn't like Rishi Sunak's fox red Labrador retriever. Um, apparently uh, Larry's come out on top. Has lashed out at the dog. You can't move in on Larry the cat, can you? I mean, Larry the cat is the most dependable representative of this government. Larry's been there longer than anyone else, that's for sure. Jellyfish study shows learning isn't all about having a brain. Mum, I'm not saying you're a jellyfish, but you have talked a lot, Mum, about muscle memory. What does muscle memory mean? What does it actually mean as a phrase? Is it like your body has a memory of something rather than your, your head? Sean Tucker, Teddy and Betty are good. Thank you very much. Um, something sweet, something savoury. I do a few five to ten minute exercise bursts daily. Having a child with special needs means it's the only way I can fit it into my day. Yeah, it's important to not get that thought that unless it's 30 minutes, it's not, it's not there. I have a 10 minute abs workout. I chuck in every now and then. Um, yeah, this is a study that shows that jellyfish change their behavior based on past experiences. It's not just about brain activity. They do not have a central brain. Uh, box jellyfish have clusters of neurons with the creature's eye-like structures known as repalia. New researchers studying the box jellyfish said they have found that they are able to learn from experience, a process called associative learning. Wow. That's quite something, isn't it? I am fascinated by the idea that jellyfish exist and they don't have brains. It makes you wonder, is the rest of our body a brain? You know, we use these words. Maybe, we, maybe we've, we're using all the wrong words. Mel, we, I talked about it yesterday. We loved it. We loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved the end of my mum, your dad, your mum, my dad. Um, oldies hijack party island. White Isle of Ibiza is going silver. As over 50s rock Ibiza. Yep, it's all my lot. All my lot heading off to Ibiza and having it large. Having it large, throwing down some tunes, throwing down some beats, breaking a move, busting a move, all that shit. Um, waving your hands in the air like you just don't care. Do you remember how exciting that was? How sad. Wave your arms in the air like you just don't care. And we were like, oh, this is so fucking brilliant. Um, I love waving my arms in the air. She, 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 she loves waving a lot in the air like she just doesn't care. End of season breaks among the 50 plus age group are outstripping younger, younger generations by 20. I think basically in our old age, we should go to Ibiza, uh, get off our tits and dance the night away into our 90s. He is joking, I am joking. I am joking. You have to, always have to say that. Uh, sausage, egg, chips, beans and a cuddle. Cafe, fave place for first date. I don't know if it is for me. Really sitting over a sort of greasy, greasy sort of breakfast. Our favourite venue for a cosy first date is the British Cafe. Two, I don't think me and Nadia have ever been in a British Cafe. Two-fifths of courting couples were ready to fall in love over a fry-up and a mug of tea. Oh, I used to go all the time when I was younger. Did you? With boys. Do you know what? Can I say something, though? I remember going with someone to a fry-up. I found it like mockney. I thought the person who was doing it was like pretending to be of the earth. And I just got annoyed with them. I thought, you, you, this isn't your place. The person who took me, I was like, you, you don't come here. You don't come to a greasy spoon. Don't bullshit me. Um, but the, the few times I have been in one, 
on my own. They're bloody good. Around the same number uh, plump for a traditional pub or bar, but restaurants didn't feature in the poll. Most daters like venues to play chilled music. Well, cafes don't play chilled music, do they? They usually play Radio 1. Uh, wellness coach Dr. Julia Jones, uh, who did the research, said listening to music that you find relaxing can help reassure your brain that you're in a safe environment until you look at the man opposite you and his nose is bulbous. And then you're not safe because he's got a bulbous nose. Um, right, I'm going to introduce you to a chap called Vince. I want you to tell me what you think of Vince. Good God, that looks cucumbersome. Heaviest in the world. 30 pounds weight is, is the weight of his whopping cucumber. And he, he looks happy. I can see a little bit of tension in his neck from holding that aloft. That looks cucumbersome. But if you think he's impressive, wait for this. If you think he's impressive, then you haven't met this chap. And this chap is a man called Peter Glazebrook. And he has a... He's on my own. What a whopper. Will you wait? Peter Glazebrook has a bit of a glaze about his eyes. But let's check out Peter Glazebrook. Look at him. Now, I want to have a word with the photographer because Peter Glazebrook doesn't look like he's aware of what's going on in terms of the composition of this shot. I think he's been framed. And I think the photographer, um, you know, was having a laugh. Really. <laughs> Gribbleton, Gribbleton, poor old Dad, Peter Glazebrook. What a cucumber. I mean, if only Dina could grow them that size, eh? It's a giant, a giant yellow cucumber. That's his Tinder, me too. That's his Tinder profile photo. Absolutely. And if we're all wondering, oh, hang on. I, I think I might have the wrong photo in the wrong order here. Hang on. Oh, yeah, no, look, this is some more jellyfish. They're all kind of hanging around, but none of them, none of them are, are, are even having a thought for the others because they haven't got a brain. And based on past experiences, they all know these jellyfish that they love orgies, which is why they're all together in one place. Um, and finally, I think personally that when God arrives on a chariot, if he does he need a chariot? He's kind of, he's ethereal, isn't he? I think God, or the meaning of the universe, could be this. No, no, not that. This. No, no, not that. This. Look at him. That's a manatee. An image of a manatee swimming in the clear waters of Florida's Homosassa River won the Conservation Hope category in this year's Ocean Photographer of the... It is a fabulous photograph. Fabulous photograph. But, boy, wouldn't it be weird if at the pearly gates of heaven, he popped up and said, Sir, do you think you did then, eh? What was it like down there? Did you have a good one? Um, there he is. Oh, that needs a sort of angelic... Oh, bless him. I just want to get his face and snog it. I don't know, manatee, manatee. Okay, so normally we'd already be 15 minutes into carnage in the kitchen. Amazing photo, isn't it, Nanny Dye, Mum? Mum, Nanny Dye, Mum, yeah. Manatees, funny creatures, aren't they, really? Don't really know what they are. They're neither sort of, they're neither, they're neither use nor ornament. 
Look at his tail. It's like a duckbill platypus's tail. It's weird, isn't it? Anyway, hi, tra-la-la. Hope you're well. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us on that extraordinarily weird journey through the news. Um, Nadia's coming over to tell you what's going to be happening in the Curly Cocks of Croydon. So Curly Cooks of Croydon today is a nice one. We are 100% celebrating my mum and what oh. fantastic cook she is. So we're cooking some of the dishes that when we think of my mum, we think of these dishes. And um, actually, it's really lovely because we thought, I don't know if you remember, weeks ago we did a whole episode with Lisa about her mum and her mum's food and her mum's memories. Yeah, it was very emotional. So we're going to put up a link underneath the show today for you guys to send us um, a little bit. You've got to write a little bit about a dish and your mum or your dad, a parent, could be an aunt, could be a grandmother, could be anybody, somebody from your family that when you think of them, you think of this dish with a little bit of explanation on what that dish means to you and what the emotional connection is because... We always say, you know, food and emotions are... Mm, Taste of my life. And then we will choose um, maybe, what, three or four of you, Dina? Yeah. We'll do, so. we'll do four. three, four yeah, dishes. Four. Dina will do two and I will do two. And we'll read out the stories about your mum, aunt, oh, and lovely. and make the dish. Or any person in your family. Any person. Somebody that you love. So we just have to work out where we get that posted. So maybe we'll have a chat with Michelle. Well, maybe if we put a link under... Yeah, but thing. the link needs to take you somewhere. Yeah. So we need to talk to Michelle. We need to rationalise that. We've, 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 history has told us that trying to work this out live never pays off. But there will be somewhere where you will be asked to put this information, which will be lovely. And we're just so idea. looking forward to reading. It doesn't have to be reams and reams. I mean, it can just be a few lines or it could be... I mean, certainly no more than... Me too, but it'll be a Google form of some form. So, yeah, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll have a natter with Michelle and we'll pop it up and we'll and post it on all our all Yeah, our it's a really nice thing really to nice share. Idea. And I think really nice thing to find out more about you guys as well. And you know our family and how much we all love mm. food and how we bond by food. So we'd like to know a bit more about you. Oh, well, there we go. So, And on that note, so that we don't end in the middle of a word, we're going to hit end and I'm going to sit.